blogged about you. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... You know what's cooler than a million dollars? You? Yep. I'm Mark. And I'm Chad. Perfect. Wonderful. So on this show, as you probably know by now, we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. Yeah. We also talk about what the Oscars picked for the best movie of a particular year, and then to wrap things up, we pick another movie... Uh, that is associated with the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are starting off 2010 with wow. Mark's pick. Today on Best Pictures, we're talking about the increasingly important David Fincher movie about some nerds <gasps> with computers that some critics Ooh. have called the best film of the entire decade. But before that, let's talk about the Megaplex Boys movies. Oh, okay. They're back. <laughs> yeah, they are. Movies are back. By the time that this podcast episode is out, movies are back, like back with a vengeance, like back back to the degree that Mark and I are playing a like me and Joey are betting with imaginary money about how these movies are going to do. Oh yeah, I meant to join that. Um, Join it, Chad. We can still hop on. Actually, Chad, let's do it now. Let's yeah, do it live. Oh, okay, that'll be fun. Let's do it live. This could be good content. So it could be. Let's check in. Let's check in. Let's hold each other accountable. There's an over under bet that Mark has set, and we're betting to see uh, yes if we think this movie will outperform or underperform whatever Mark's prediction is. And we get points whether we're correct on the over under. Mark gets points if he sets the bar five above five below so he gets points for guessing are we talking what the bar is five million he gets five yes, million five dollars million. on either yeah, end yeah, okay, yeah. not five dollars that yeah, would five be five dollars would fun. be a little difficult <laughs> no i'm, five I'm million effectively on playing side. the role as yeah, the house here good. trying to find uh, a level where like they uh you know it's like 50 50 on either side it's actually a, a mm-hmm. hard choice so um, so the, the first record, bet of this week yes is yeah. so as of record in the heights is coming out this weekend yes okay um now for some context cody do you happen to know how much movies have made these past couple weekends um i think the highest that we've seen pop up is like 35 or 40 yeah and I think what like, movie is the winner of the year so far i think it's te- technically godzilla v kong but i don't okay. know how much it actually had in its but, first weekend but yeah. conjuring is the biggest one this month and we're betting okay. on first weekends not entire gross right yeah so yeah. like conjuring had like thirty thousand in its opening weekend 30 million also that's the conjuring three nobody mm-hmm. cares mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in the heights i have the over under set at 75 so is it going to double up conjuring money is it going to double conjuring i see to me this movie does feel like it is the movie where we are declaring that movies are back. Yes. My question is, are there enough seats for right. sale? <laughs> because currently, um, like theaters are back, but like, at least here in LA, they're still only doing like one third capacity. Yeah. So I will say that I bet under on this. Mm-hmm. So, I, I have I'm betting, said before I'm that I think over. that it could. I, okay. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, I really I, I think, think that, that this one's going to be 100. I think that 75 is on the low end, honestly. I really feel like this one's going to be the one where it's like, wow, movies can make money again. Like an original movie. So. Chad, we yeah. were talking about your friends that you live around haven't mm-hmm. gone to see a movie with you yet. But well, they won't. They don't want to go see Cruella. 
but yeah. I think I do think I can convince my friends to see uh, in the Heights. I think and- at this point, people aren't afraid of going to a movie theater because of Corona. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of making the first movie they go to a movie theater to see. They're putting too much. They're putting too they're much putting importance a lot of to pressure what the first on movie these movies. Is yeah, yeah, yeah but in the Heights, sense. I think. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's and not one of the better movies. Come out at least one of these friends in this friend group, I know she's really going to want to see uh, Black Widow. This, this is Sydney who will be appearing yeah. on the Spider-Man podcast. Um, yep. Big Marvel fan. So she's going to want to reactivate her AMC A-list at least by then. I think I could right. probably yeah. convince her to activate it for In the Heights. You need to get some Fast and Furious friends for the last week of June. <laughs> I do um, have some Fast and Furious friends. Yeah, uh, podcast yeah. Daddy is a pretty big... Uh, Fast he is a smart man. Uh, Chad, the other part of this game is predicting the top five grocers of the weekend. You, would you okay. like to put, put that on the record right now? I feel like this is a good well, chicken. We'll check actually, in every episode. Hold on. We also have another over under for Peter Rabbit 2 at $10 million. Oh, right. I forgot we had two opening this weekend. I, I haven't I seen that... like any promotional material for that. I think under. I thought you said over. <laughs> Ten is low. Different ends. I was like, ten is so low, but I still feel like it's going to be under. Spirit, a non-existent film, made six. That's why I was thinking maybe it could clear ten barely. That is basically. I kind of think at this point, Peter Rabbit is making Spirit money. I bet it fucking makes nine in an annoying way. But okay, so Um, if it makes nine, then then Mark wins. Or I guess well, he gets points. He gets points, but gotcha. so would I for saying under. Yeah. Um, cool. For the cool. record, podcast daddy Jason is uh, is under on both of those bets. Yeah. Okay. So he might be Very cool. a big winner. All right, and then the second part is is, and I promise we won't do the segment every episode. No, I think um, we will, but we yeah, will you know be what? quicker about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a fun check in. Um, uh, in that, uh, so what's the top five of next week? of this weekend right so i said top number one mm-hmm. would be in the heights quiet place two agreed Corella, um no sorry conjuring three um i can't read these abbreviations it's peter rabbit two and then cruella yeah mark did bad i think uh in the heights will be number one i think conjuring three will still be pretty big i think it'll be top five do i have to do this in order yes yes yeah. you're you're doing yeah. the top five gotcha okay so I'm going to say In the Heights is definitely a number one. So the only other one that's premiering next week is Peter Rabbit. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's In the Heights and Peter Rabbit are the okay. two movies. Pre- I don't think Peter Rabbit week. makes top five. I think it's Conjuring 3. I think it's <sighs> Quiet Place 2. Uh-huh. I'm trying to. I'm struggling to think what what else is even out right now. So maybe I can tell you what was Cruella is number four. Uh No, replace. Sorry, Cruella at number three, Quiet Place two at number four, and my wild card is Raiders of the Lost Ark at number five. No, Chad, that is. I'm not. I mean, fine if you want to do that, but it is not opening wide enough to make it in. Is it not? Okay. No, I'm trying to see if I can. Okay. I should probably pull Here's up a... my AMC app. Okay, so the top five of this past week were The Conjuring, Quiet Place Part Two, Cruella, Spirit Untamed at four, and Raya at the Last Dra- and the Last Dragon at five, which is pretty healthy for that movie that came out a while ago. It is on really? Disney Plus. It's on Disney, it Plus, is on Disney Plus as of last weekend um and it still made more than spiral which has only been out a couple of weeks so that that was yeah. the current top five 
It's going to be okay. Official right. Re- replace uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark with The Wrath of Man. It's going to have a box choice. office jump. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's uh, another movie that I've thought about going to see. I mean, so maybe my, Mark will push it over. My uh, my movie going uh, virginity has been popped, so I'm just kind of you know mm-hmm. yeah, I'm watching watching. I'm I'm thinking about watching a lot of movies. So listeners, you know what my first movie back was it was what? Nobody, but with Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> it's like the okayest kind of bad actually action yeah. movie. Uh, mine I was Minari, I think, which was a pretty, but also Tenet. Like. Yeah, mine was all. Yeah, mine was technically New Mutants. I think, <laughs> like, Jeez. I unfortunately did not uh, stop. Yeah, um, I did not have that option. I would have no, kept going true. if I could have. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, listeners, we will probably move this game section towards the end of the episode. It feels like a mm-hmm. good ender, and I promise that we will make it part of our prep to write all these down in advance so chad's not trying to list five movies off the top of his head yeah i went and pulled up box office mojo yeah uh, yeah i like did i did a lot of looking things up when i when i played this game so i yes we kind of put you on the spot so i promise Um, we will come in with answers next time but i still think we do the check-ins and we talk about where the standings are that kind of stuff i feel like it's a fun little like also, listeners, if you want to play this game, DM me on Twitter. Yeah, I'll send well, you a link. Yeah, sure. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, okay, but what has our asses been doing? You know, we're talking about the box office, but what did we fucking see? Oh, I mean, what did we? What did we see at the theaters? At the I, theaters? I the Megaplex. I went to go see a movie about uh, a very quiet place. <laughs> okay. To, uh, it's called Sorry Place Part Two. Is it called Part Two or is it just Two? It is a Part Two. Part Two. two yeah. It's called Quiet Place Part Two. <laughs> yeah. Chad, John what you Krasinski think? is. We're a not doing this the whole time. John Krasinski is a very serious filmmaker, so he uh, does Part Two. Yes. Um, by Hitchcock. <laughs> um. What What did you think of the film? It's pretty good. Um. Had some yeah. good scares. Good really good just like sound design and Krasinski's direction is like pretty impressive I mean this is what his third film to direct maybe it's a, second. I believe so no it's his third what else did he make other than Quiet there was Place some Place? indie thing right part one? I think he may have had two before Quiet Place actually oh, okay. so maybe third or fourth but yeah um but brief yeah, scenes I mean, with hideous men I believe this is one of them his control of like the I guess suspense throughout is 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 he's good he's a talented i think he's got a good uh eye as a director um is this but, where i say my grand theory that i told mark or maybe ooh, i texted you too uh, after what? leaving the theater i think john krasinski is our next ron howard yeah. um, meaning he he always makes good movies they're good they're yeah. crowd pleasers that's are probably they great <laughs> do they yeah. ever like reach greatness because mm-hmm. there's there's a couple of things in this movie that really stood out to me where it's like there were some decisions he just like wasn't ready to make because he wanted to give that like crowd pleasing. Like Mm -hmm. this movie probably shouldn't fucking have music and it shouldn't like overuse music the way it does in certain scenes. You know, I felt really taken out every time. Are you talking about the score score? or yeah, the score, score? Hmm. the score specifically. I don't remember the score standing out. I remember a lot of like quiet moments and just like silence 
but the, the, there were times where the score was just telling you exactly how to feel about a mm, particular yeah. thing um and like ending the movie where he ends it so also feels like a weak choice one thing i wanted to bring up was the ending was bad uh it it was kind of an issue with the first one but the first one was less egregious right the f- they both end on like the climax happens and then it's over like right. pretty much immediately the a quiet place part one gave a little bit of promise of like the future where it's like they figured out a way to defeat these things and uh john krasinski's character had some really good closure but a quiet yes. place part two it's literally just like well mission accomplished and then none of the falling actions of like like they made it up like this is gonna this thing we're setting out to do this is going to change the world and then that thing happens and then it's just like that's it it feels like anti-climatic in ways it does and like needed at least one more scene truly and it's not just like it's not like i was left wanting more in a good way it was like the story's not over you just didn't tell a full story it's like they didn't they they didn't want to resolve the moments at the end because they wanted to tease a third third one and the thing is you could have still had the third movie and wrapped up what you were doing in that movie like you 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 didn't have to leave it like that yeah i i think that are are you saying that like it's a it's definitely like a part two of a trilogy that's yeah on its own billion percent yeah i hate it it does not end in a way that the movie is over. Like the first mm-hmm. one ended and yes, there were more things to come you could see in the world, mm-hmm. but it still felt like it the ending a, of something. It was a this satisfactory is not, ending, yeah. This is this is a part, this is an Empire, Empire Strikes Back thing. It's like, like it a, is. It's like the second part of the Caribbean movie where like it, it has like a huge cliffhanger and you're like, oh, I just It's not even a huge cliffhanger. Movie. It's just like they just didn't know. finish. We'll just listen. Listeners probably listeners probably would have seen it at this point, or are just not going to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Mark cares that much. I don't. Basically, where it ends is, you know, we have, you know, our two sets of characters, and they have not come back together in the end. Oh. So, so you have Emily Blunt and her son still in one area, and then you have. Uh, Killian Murphy and yeah. the main girl in the other section and like obviously the idea is for them to find each other again but the yeah. movie just like ends yeah and so it's like it's just unresolved in, unless the third movie is going the entire thing is going to be them coming back together which is kind but of they annoying. both know where the other is so like exactly where the it. other one is it's yeah. not I don't know it's is this a it was a weird but it but it ending. is trying to be the Empire Strikes Back, where like yeah. you know people are separated or Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean yeah. too. People are you know it's it's so, trying to do that thing. I just don't. My other that part is why it's not so great. My other big gripe is this thing. This movie did the thing where it's like two storylines happening at the same time in different locations. One of mm-hmm. those storylines uh, was the most half baked, lazy horrible like it was it was not believable or good like there was one point where the where the son just gets up and leaves the safe space just so he could attract monsters like just because the script demanded that he attracted the aliens he had zero reason for getting up you know what i I mean that complaint but i was like i don't know he's a kid and his mom had been gone for a second kids don't like to sit still i don't know yeah 
I like I understand the complaint to some degree, but I also come up with a reason for him to get up. Like it's just like, oh, and now's the part in the story where he leaves the super safe space, and he he's clearly horrified. Like he's the most scaredy cat character in the whole movie. He wouldn't get up and like. Oh, I'm just going to snoop around and see what's going well, on outside. Of let's the kind of admit haven. that a lot of the movie is or a lot of both of these movies is kind of like that. Like, it'll be the mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, OK. So, so it's sound. So her hearing aids will like affect them. Yeah. OK, then what? I mean, I guess a gun, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess a gun. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it's a lot of things like that where it's like. Yeah, I mean, fine. These are the rules you built. I'm just not that excited mm-hmm. by them. Yeah, but but they're fine. That's yeah, the fine. thing. It's I'm not fine. mad yeah, at them. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I just kind of watched it. The when I left the first one, I was like, oh shit, okay. And then I mm-hmm. left the the second one, just being like, yeah, all right, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm not mad the first that it one exists. Was, I'll watch the third one. I don't care. Yeah, I'll watch the third one. I'm not going to watch this one again. And I really, no. I didn't watch the first one again before this yeah. one. I, these feel like once you watch them, you kind of have watched them. And I can't imagine wanting to watch one of these outside of a theater too. Because it's just like yeah. the sound is what's so important in these right. clearly. A, a related franchise, not really oh. related, but it, it left me with a similar feeling um that i saw was the conjuring the devil made me do it yeah um you seem a little colder on this one than i think i was i thought it was you know exactly what i expected out of a conjuring movie and it was really good that's basically what i did but it's not directed by james wan yeah (laughs) you know so it's like it's exactly what i would expect but not as skillfully done as i think a wan movie is i I don't guess i haven't seen conjuring proper movie since the second one was in theaters and i've seen all the spinoffs and i think it's about on par with the spinoffs like the annabelle movies oh and, sure uh, yeah it's it's better than like the nun and la llorona uh right. and and like two out of three of the annabelles annabelle creation is very good yeah kind of has like no business one. being that good but yeah i don't know it's fine i don't know it's i I think it's interesting. I I start to wonder how much the true life thing really works anymore. Yeah. So For this particular one, I just was like, because it uh-huh. feels like a guy murdered somebody, and then 100%. they made a movie exonerating the guy that murdered somebody. One hundred percent allegedly. Uh, to cover our legal basis, but it yeah. really feels to me that they did think his, you know, not his brother-in-law, but essentially his girlfriend's little brother. Mm-hmm. They did think he was possessed. That family did have an exorcism. That's on record. Mm-hmm. And then that guy kills somebody because he thinks that that guy and his girlfriend are getting too close. So he goes in a rage and kills him. And when it comes time to have an excuse, he's like, the devil made me oh, do it. <laughs> oh, right. That I could use that exorcism excuse that was happening. Mm-hmm. Like this is, a, I am not saying anything about whether that exorcism was real or whatever. I, I don't know. Do I think this particular case really feels like it was that real? I'm going to be straight up and say, 
no yeah the movie obviously like you know you see the fucking monsters Mm -hmm. like you you yeah you do but the whole time in the back of my head i was like i kind of think this dude just killed a dude (laughs) honestly it uh and so the the other part of it is someone else in that family i was doing like some reading on this last night when i watched the movie someone else in that family like had spoken out against the Warrens like in like 06 or 07 or something and was like no they were like very apparent and like they were just blatantly saying like hey we can make a lot of money off of your your boy being possessed by a demon like we can sell a book and like make millions uh so that that's one person's point of view is just like saying no the Warrens were total frauds and uh yeah I think that is um no something that's a reasonable thing to say i think yeah i I think that like they they were making money and at some point when you're making money you get good at making money yes um and look for ways to make and you kind Mm -hmm. of start getting focused on that rather than your initial mission but was it ever the eyes of tammy faye trailer that came out today (laughs) Um, dude that movie looks good that movie looks good. Can I just um, say that movie and the movies I'm looking forward to every no, week? No, that's out. not how it works. That movie comes <laughs> out in a long time. Um, the I I think if they had used the loose bones of the Warren story without it literally being the Warrens, I think I would feel better about the franchise. But yeah. I don't know why it's taken me this long. But with this one, I was like, I just don't know about this anymore. Well, for me, the second they did that first Annabelle spinoff, which was the second movie that they made, it was it was mm. The Conjuring, then What's Annabelle, that? then The Conjuring oh, okay. 2, I think. Maybe. I, think. I don't know. That's right. That's right. But I remember when that Annabelle movie came out and it was just a total fabrication. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, all of these movies are 100% fiction. Like the first right. Conjuring movie, it's it, the, the marketing push was like fully um, inspired by true events. There were all these like behind the scenes featurettes of like, uh, here's the real parent family and here's the real Lorraine Warren talking about their experiences. Well, they do that at the um, end of all of the movies. They I show mean, like the real well, they do footage. They do the exorcism footage and stuff, but I'm like in the marketing of, of that first Conjuring movie, they were really pushing that this is a real haunting. What, what does it being real do? do though like why can't you just say this is a make them up this is just a horror movie it, look it, it looks scarier scary. but it also yeah. like i mean a lot of people are really afraid of that kind of thing yeah um mm-hmm. and i feel like it being real like makes them feel validated in their beliefs um, and i'm not you know yeah. i don't believe it's real but i'm not mm-hmm. gonna shit on you if you do um i'm of the piece where like I don't know. I'm very question mark about exorcism or demons or that kind of thing. I'm very question marks. But do I think this particular way of handling exorcisms and stuff like that, does that really feel that genuine to me? I will say, no, I do not think it does. Um, because it feels like, you know, what that person alleges of yeah. it is people buying into their and it's, own it's stuff hard to it. argue against some, something that someone says that they experienced right um but anyway anyway <laughs> i thanks for asking me cody i saw Corilla this weekend <laughs> well i just think it's uh, interesting because i remember in the braveheart episode i think it was chad was like very concerned with the it being um historically accurate and we're actually about to talk about a movie that we're covering on today's episode that 
you know, has to fabricate some stuff, but it gets some stuff real, that sort of thing. And I typically am like, I don't really care that much as long as the story Mm -hmm. is good. Like, whatever. It doesn't have it's not a book report. Whatever. The the Warrens are still telling their own story. Well, the Warrens, you know, now they were not at the first one. And and this is the story that they told and the story that they sold. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, who's to say that it didn't happen? Well, they're to say that it didn't happen. But mm-hmm. they're also profiting off of the fact that it did happen. Um, and who's just like who else yeah. is there to, to say that against what they experienced and what they saw? I just I I think it like I think you can like tell a fictionalized version of real stuff no matter what. You can do whatever with yeah. it. But mm-hmm. I think with these, I don't know. This this is more what I mean. I do not think it serves the movie truly any better in my opinion for them to use the real framework in fact it pulls me out of it in this one because i'm like no this guy just murdered someone yeah this guy is just like whereas if it was fully fictionalized i would buy into the world of the movie where a demon has talked to him and that sort of thing i buy in because it's the world of the movie but when you're telling me this is my world and it reeks of bullshit i'm like yeah but no and i guess that's kind of what i mean someone is getting away with murder because of this movie like possibly yeah. as opposed to like the other movies right. like no one no one died no one was yeah. killed or in killed the, anyone in the conjuring one it was just a haunted house and spooky stuff happened yeah no demon possessed person ever killed mm-hmm. another person mm-hmm. uh and so it didn't feel it didn't feel hairy and dirty to like follow the logic of the movie it just felt like yeah, after the right. movie, I'll probably think like that didn't really happen that way. But mm-hmm. what harm does it really do if people want to believe that it does? In this case, a potential murderer got five years for manslaughter because of this demon story. Yeah. Uh, and that just feels so much more dirty if you don't believe that it was a demon. It just feels right. like you can't take yeah. the movie because mm-hmm. there are consequences. Yeah, it's. But if you had heard that story and just created your own thing based on like, okay, what if he was right. telling the truth though? And then don't make it a literal, this yeah. was a true story. The problem is, who cares? The like- Conjuring universe is very successful and WB wants to do lots yes. and lots of yes. uh, Conjuring movies. But speaking of movies that are based on... <laughs> Well, based urban on things, legends, but also very loosely based on things. Very loosely based and are kind of about how urban legends pop up. What did you see, Mark? Um, I saw Cruella this weekend. Yeah. Um, urban legends, I don't know if it's necessarily all about, it's about image building. It's it's about myth and yeah. it's about myth making in the way that like Wicked is, which is something that always I love at some point um, in the movie does someone say to her like you cruel devil and she says no, something like no, no cruel no devil. it's i it's like worse. the sound of that it's, it's no. so much worse no um sort I mean, of the cruella thing i the think cruella thing is cool her name is is ella is but estella. she also has estella and she also has like a different side of her personality that's like kind of cranky. Like she, when she's being a shithead, her mom. Yeah. yeah, when she's being a shithead, she's like, "You're being Cruella in, right now." Be and a her Stella. hair is split in half, mm. so it's like she has like the light side and the dark side. 
Yeah. Um, I think the Cruella thing works. The, like the Deville thing is stupid, the but Deville's it's The Deville thing is that she sees a Deville car and she's yeah. like, it's its name is Devil? Yeah. And then I says, like that. I like yeah. that. But, but, <laughs> the Cruella like thing, but the Cruella thing I actually like in the movie. Uh, um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I like this movie a lot. I think Mark likes it okay. I, I like it a lot. I think it's fun. I mean, all I think of the outfits are really great. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone is really good. It's so like, good. Uh, people were saying that it's too long, and it's like, I, I didn't know. feel I it. Like, it felt it, but I was having a good enough time the whole time. And I think it there were like a couple, I think there were a couple parts like in the middle where I was like, oh, okay, we're dragging a little bit, but it yeah. didn't feel that dragged out, honestly. But it, 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 it like, there were a lot happened. It wasn't yeah. like a like a long movie where not, like there's like two big things. It's like no, there's like regularly things to like catch your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a like a B tier Disney movie. Like it's it's fun, but like an A tier remake. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the second best remake in my opinion. But it's hardly Your a number remake. one. It's is a Christopher Robin. Yeah, Christopher Robin. Yeah. I, but Cody, I think that this isn't a remake be, or even a prequel. I think it's like a retelling of Cruella. It is. And that's why like it's good. Cruella, who's as mean as she is in 101 Dalmatians. And does not do any of the things she does in 101 Dalmatians. People are like, when they announce the sequel, which who knows if that'll fucking happen. They but when they announced the sequel, yeah, everybody yeah. was like, oh, it's going to be 101 Dalmatians, isn't it? And everybody who saw the movie was like, well... No, not really. They can't really do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be a big jump to turn like that evil. Yeah, um, she and she won't. It'll just be another heist. Which yeah, good. and but like Cruella Deville is also like in her like fifties or sixties by the time right. that like one hundred one Dalmatians happens. Yeah, and I feel like that's the age, right? Yes, Lynn Close so. was forty eight when she played the part. Yeah, so yeah. she's got fifteen years to get there. Give but I time. still think I should always be. Yeah, but a, a I, good I think guy. it'll it'll continue to be like kind of like you know anti-hero, which is what Maleficent so, does. This is closer to a Maleficent than it is any because uh, it's it's not a literal remake like Lion it's, King, it's, and it's, it's not a mostly remake like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. It is like Maleficent, where yeah. it is fully like. Uh, what if everything you had heard were just kind of hearsay and it's not actually what happened? Here's what happened instead. Um, Do yeah, you see a world where Disney villains have a team up movie like Maleficent, no. Cruella? No. I know those no. are wildly different. No, unless they but... somehow like cross universes. Yeah. I don't but think that like the tones like... are not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Mm. I don't think that like. If you if you drive in a car far enough, you can get from Krilla Bill's place to like the Wicked Witches. Well, no, you like have the, to take like a you'd have to like take a, a boat or a plane or something. Yeah, you couldn't drive a car all the way there. Now, country. do I think we'll see other villain movies in this style? Maybe. Um, I mean, it took a Maybe while not between style, but this this like willingness to have a style. Yes. Um, I mean, because the first Maleficent was 2014, so it's been seven years between villain reimaginings. So I don't know that they're going to go to this well a lot. I think they basically go to this when they're like, well, we're not going to remake this literal movie. So what else can we do with it? That's when they go to it. Right. So there's yeah. not going to be an Ursula movie because they're doing Little Mermaid. There's I yeah. mean, there's actually going to be I a mean, Gaston TV show. But there, there could the thing is they're going to do the main the main movie. 
and then spin off the characters that people like or that the characters that they like the actors or whatever uh, for other movies you're saying yeah that's what like they already for did for and beauty and the beast already has that happening yeah is Gaston yes. in his movie still it's a show it's a show on disney it's plus show. okay it's the thing is i get it i get that it's annoying but it is Luke Evans and it is Josh Gad and Alan Minkin is writing all the songs for it. So it is kind of like, it's a musical show. I don't know. Fine. <laughs> I can't be mad. Um, I don't know. I, can I wish mad. I could be mad. No, <laughs> Alan Minkin. It's I easy. I love his songs. Just be mad. I don't want Just to be, be mad at Disney. I will when they make me mad, but this does not make me mad. I'm like, okay, good. I do want to see Cruella. It's the remake that seemed the most appealing to me so far, apart from Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin was a masterpiece. Um, But yeah, just because of what you're saying, like it seemed like an original take on an IP rather than just like a rehash. So I'll I'll probably be seeing it this week, but it is very much that and that's the route that i wish they were all taking where they were like being more retellings than remakes i think that if you removed all the cruel devilness of it in that like i think if it's just about a a girl that is like girl bossing by doing a bunch of like fashion it's still a good movie even without the disney part of it i think so that is not you know, I don't think Aladdin is a good movie other than the fact that I get to hear the Aladdin songs. Sure. I don't think I mean, it's a good movie, even granted that you can hear the Aladdin songs. Yeah, but better with it. I, I will maybe. say, though, maybe not. Though. Sometimes the trappings of the IP do make the movies more insane, such as like this could have just been a fashion heist movie, but they were like, well, the dogs are going to have to fucking help with the heist, huh? Because <laughs> we got to have dogs in it. So, I, I, you know, I like sometimes the IP trapping them into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, that's fun to me. But I don't know what other thing like this Disney has on the books. So this may be the last of it we get for a while unless we get the sequel, which well, I they might. They might. I mean, depending on how much money it makes, they might start hiring more directors like Craig Gillespie, who is already yeah. kind of a Disney guy. He is weirdly um, a Disney guy, which yeah. is not uh, blatantly obvious, but he is. But not not since he's been more well know. known. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I say not since, as if that he made a movie between this and I Tanya. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, I, I I want them to do. I want to do more stuff like this i i still i'm gonna see the little mermaid but i'm not that interested in it um yeah cruella it's good it made me laugh paul walter hauser is always good always he's he's really good a good accent uh yes. jasper was really good jasper so um good. emma thompson is great was it mark strong mark strong mark strong was great good i love mark strong um it's written by the guy who wrote the favorite like i don't know it's 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 really good i like it does um, uh cruella spend any time having gout scrubbed off of her feet no, uh, no. Oh, not okay. on camera uh, oh oh applied. Because of the yeah. favorite yeah <laughs> i was like what um I guess it would have been a weird next... question if that wasn't in the favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was trying to remember. I was like, uh, Mark, you watched 101 Dalmatians the most recently. Is there something there? Um, I will say the next weird one that we know about is the Lion King Godfather Part 2. Yeah, by, I, uh, with Barry Jenkins. Uh, Barry Jenkins. The writer-director, yeah. That I'm, is a I'm really fundamentally looking... very strange movie. I've never 
looked forward to a sequel of a movie that I didn't like so much. I agree with you. I guess Deadpool 3 might be my only other one that I feel uh, the same. That is level. actually a good, it's a, it's a good analog in terms similar. of it's like, okay, like what is it going to be? Because I know what it used to be, but I know what it <laughs> right. is being made by and I want to know how right. much is what. Yeah, because the Deadpool thing, Deadpool 3 thing is like, it's Bob's Burgers writers, which is a much different style yeah. of comedy. And it's under and then, Kevin Feige's Marvel Studios, yes. which we trust. And then this and, yeah. Lion King 2, it's like, okay, it's a sequel, and we're like, okay, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. And they're like, mm, fuck you. It's also, it's also a prequel, and then we're like, okay, hold up, hold up, what? <laughs> and then it's like, also, it's Barry Jenkins. Also, it's, uh, it's inspired by Godfather Part 2. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the inspired by Godfather Part 2 is the prequel and sequel part. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that that's, all, is, that's yeah. all part yeah. of the same. Have I, Mark, have I told you what I think the movie how the movie is going to be done i mean it's Simba i told chad and his so i think because they did the hyper realism for the for the first movie they are kind of trapped in that to some degree so i think the uh, sequel the part prequel stuff will be stylized i think the i think the prequel stuff will be stylized animation and i think the sequel stuff will be non stylized have a co-director uh, oh, really cool! That's what Wait, I think. You think it's gonna be animated? Well, it's already well, animated. It is animated. Okay, <laughs> but you, you think it's there's one thing that, that was shot one is gonna be in... one is gonna be hand drawn? No, or... no. I just I think it's all gonna be the hyper realistic CGI, but a more stylized version, maybe inspired by African art for the prequel because when Barry Jenkins announced that he wanted to do it he talked a lot about being inspired by the people of Africa and like African art and that kind of thing so it makes me think like we may get stylized almost like the musical for prequel scenes and then the sequel to have the like the you know Continuity, connective uh, tissue yeah. from the first one it'll still kind of be that um hyper realistic yeah that sounds that's what i think why else do it yeah like i don't really know good. why that else barry jenkins yeah. do it i think yeah i think i don't know if it'll be split in half quite like that because the the non-stylized version is just what the the first lion king uh remake was I think I mean, but it would be sequel stuff. It would be yeah, like, it'd be like a sequel plot, but that right. that kind of like visual. Yes, that's what I'm thinking to tie it to the um, first one. I would hope that it'd be better than that visual, but no, the thing is, the visuals good. good, but I hate it. <laughs> like it but looks like my like, real world. I think that, like I think that Barry Barry Jenkins around. has like um like an eye for for that kind of stuff better than Fabro does i think i, I think that i'm trying to get around the fact that verding is a better director than john Fabro, which i <laughs> no, don't think it's a hot yeah. take at all yeah that's fine yeah um especially visually like barry jenkins yeah. really knows how to and, like and emotionally i think very much mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah i think like the realistic cgi parts will still be an improved realistic cgi that has barry jenkins yeah. eye but yeah. i just have an instinct that the prequel stuff is stylized yeah just i, hope, I definitely think that the, the prequel right. stuff is is stylized yeah um, with a lot of like historical and, and tribal african like yeah. mythology yeah just based on a statement and based 
from the him saying yes to the project. I don't know. Speaking it's just of, weird. I feel like he probably pitched this project. It's Speaking I think of movies he did. that have two timelines, on. one happening I... in the future and one happening in the past. <laughs> can I can I finish the Lion We're King 40 thought? 40 whole minutes into this It's podcast. fine. <laughs> the the okay. Lion King thought is Barry Jenkins did an interview and said that his girlfriend, um, Lulu Wang, like encouraged him to do it because like he was kind of having meetings with Disney and people like that. And this like floated and she was like, I mean, it's an opportunity for you to learn that technology and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So like, it is kind of his, you know, him having a take on it because they would have handed Barry Jenkins blade if he had asked, you know, like, but he wasn't interested in making a superhero movie. He specifically was focused on this one, which I just think is movie. I wanted to make a lion movie. Speaking of lying, <laughs> we're talking about the social network. Mark, you picked this movie. Why? Um, it's well, it's first of all, it's Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, it's Fincher. Mm-hmm. And third of all, it's like one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes. Fourth of all, it's Scott Rudin producing. Fifth of okay, all, it's Kevin Spacey. Okay, fuck producing. Scott Rudin. Sixth of all, it's Harmy Hammer. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. Fuck Army Hammer. Army Hammer went into rehab this week. We're really topical. Oh, good for him. I'm uh I'm I'm hoping he turns things around. <laughs> Stops <laughs> eating women. Uh if that's allegedly. what he did, allegedly. Uh, um amongst other things. Mm. Yes. Um but We've all seen this movie before, right? I haven't seen it since it was in theaters in 2010. Wild I have not man. watched it until this week. I feel like I watched this uh, right before quarantine or right after quarantine, like right around like you were watching March it, of last year. You were watching it towards the end of the decade when you were making your like yeah, best of decade. Exactly. Um, list. By the end of the decade, you probably mean like early 2020, knowing me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it was. Um so Chad saw it in theaters. So I think yep. that that leads us into talking about one of the like biggest things that I think about with this movie is the iconic trailer. This so is I one saw of that the... in your show notes. I don't remember the trailer. Wow. Okay. So this is one of the like first trailers that I really remember like actively like thinking about a lot, right? I had seen a million trailers before. Actually, that's not true. It was probably the Stitch trailer where he gets into all the Disney movies. Well, that was that was that one was huge for me. Uh, but yeah, also, I remember the Dark, the Dark Knight trailer being one I was obsessed with, like watching over and over again. The Dark Knight trailer dropped around the same time that uh, the first iPhone dropped, and Weird. someone who helped with the uh, the youth ministry at my church, he had gotten an iPhone. And like all the youth gathered around him to watch the Dark Knight trailer on his Gen 1 iPhone. Um, Stupid. That's a memory that I have about the Dark Knight. Like the that's second so it came out, he was like, y'all want to see the trailer? And then we all. OMG. That is cool. Yeah. But, but this trailer is a lot of shots of, you know, Sorkin dialogue and that sort of thing. But it's set to Kanye West power. Um, but you're seeing like all these like nerdy dudes, but it's it's to Kanye West power. Like and you know what? Yeah. No one man should have that many yeah. dollars. No. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg has so many dollars. He so has many. a lot of dollars. Also, he has that pike he was throwing in that video. Seems like he's getting ready for 
Yeah. He, he he's heard eat the rich and he's trying to fight back. Yeah, right. Bezos is leaving the planet. Uh Zuckerberg yeah. is training to be a tribal warrior. <laughs> and uh, what, what don't we know? Oh, right, climate change. Right, right. <laughs> Elon yeah, Musk. That's, that's what it is. I feel like he's probably doing something. He's got Dogecoin going on right oh, now. He's building tunnels. The first he is man to ever build a tunnel. Yeah, that's right. He did admit to the tunnel. He but that was just to tunnels. learn like how to dig for mines when he's on Mars. Because that, that's uh-huh. his plan. He he's he's all about going his... to Mars. Yeah, he could have just, just his asked mom. his mom. Well. Yeah, who owned <laughs> a and diamond mine in, mm-hmm. in South Africa. <laughs> Uh, bad yeah. people. Uh, so? Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember the, the trailer a lot. I, I remember it standing out to me and me being like, I've definitely seen it. I don't fuck? think I watched it at the time. I, I, I It just like stood out to me as like a, what is this thing? Like, it is so stylized and weird for a movie about Facebook. Yeah. Um, which I think this entire movie is. It, it's got a yeah. unique kind of style to it. And the music really adds to it the music makes it especially that opening music i was watching it with olivia and she was like um is this a horror movie like what is going on because it really makes it sound like a horror movie in those opening yeah scenes it's right after uh his fight with rooney mara yeah then he goes off and like as he's walking through the campus it's seriously like this ominous horror it feels like something's a, something bad is about yeah, to happen and you know like what something th- bad does happen he launches yep, does happen. It, you're, it feels like you're watching a thriller but literally like mm-hmm. there's no action scene in this entire like nobody runs yeah. and chases anybody in the entire movie someone they, does smash I think a keyboard just like, or a whole they smash a keyboard at the point. very end yeah. and a chimney breaks due to zip line I think this whole movie kind of does feel like a thriller. I think that's why it's so compelling to watch. It's very like Michael Mann. Mm -hmm. Um, Like like the insider Mm. is like, it's a thriller, but like the the scariest thing is like a note left in a mailbox. But like, it's so tense because of like the seriousness of it. Yeah, this is just like what happens when people who are nerdy and have felt persecuted get yeah. power he's but like, i think he's this like, movie does a great job at being like yeah but these fuckers were still at harvard yes. like they still yeah. have the luxury to do whatever they want yeah. they were not as like the they underdogs can, as they played themselves to be they can fully get away with anything um, yes just because like they're just smarter it's like a, it's a very sorkin thing where it's like um you know, you you can get away with anything if you can just outsmart one guy and have like the last clever phrase in a in a conversation, right? Um, and like you're yeah. smarter than this person, and you're going to prove it by the way you talk to them, and they have to respect you for being smarter than them. But I think that's what makes this the interesting Sork. I I like all of Sorkin for the most part, um, but I. I think this is the interesting Sorkin project because this is the one where it's exactly where you're right, Mark. He's using those same kind of tricks, but this is the one where they are the asshole. Normally that person is correct. And in this movie, they are not correct. And I don't 
and it's not that like we interpret it as not correct. The movie knows yeah. that like Mark is the villain. I guess he kind of does it in Steve Jobs a little to in a Steve point. Jobs, he and then kind of a little undermines bit with the daughter it. at the end. Kind of undermines it oh, at the end. Do you th- and this is just a thought experiment. I haven't like thought about this in depth, but do you think that that was Sorkin who was super mindful of that or do you think it was Fincher's no, I, influence on I think the it's I think Fincher it's Fincher focusing on that that part of the script and yeah. that part of the story and I mean do you it's think like, like Sorkin do you think if Sorkin directed this movie it would have been a little bit more of like an even tone uh or do you um, think, he, think or do you think Zuckerberg would have felt as like because to me this movie reads like a villain origin story I uh, think that he, Sorkin movies I don't know if you're supposed to like the main character, but hmm. Sorkin likes his main characters. You know what I mean? So yes. I think that if I he think made it would have been a little more would, fair he to would Mark. Relate like, he would relate to Jesse Eisenberg and like be be nicer to Mark in like the direction and the depiction of everything he does. What's and interesting I, I is Fincher, the... Fincher's a dark motherfucker yeah. and he's he's gonna like fully uh kind of demonize this guy. I, I think in a very in a very like subtle way though. I think yeah. if if it had been Sorkin, it would have had the Steve Jobs last moment of redemption. That movie is almost, in my opinion, that movie is like almost perfect, but it redeems him way too much in a like two minute scene at the end. But I kind of think the rest of it is really good and a really like complicated portrayal of somebody who is accepted as a genius, but you realize how much of an asshole they are to the people around it. I think that movie is really, really, really good. And then I think the ending kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. Also how I feel about uh, Molly's game and uh, whatever the most recent one was. Uh, Chicago 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 seven. I knew that there was a seven. All of them, all of them have the last two minute, like, Here's your saccharin, like yeah, yeah. It's like triumphant it's like moment when it you with needs a, to with like a nice taste in your mouth. When, um, but it always doesn't work. And I think what's interesting <laughs> is that in this movie, he has the final scene where, um, you know, he's talking to who is that actress? Rashida uh, Jones. Rashida Jones, and she's like, you know, kind of almost says, "You're not an asshole." You try mm-hmm. really hard to be is that what she says you're yes. not an asshole you just try really hard to it, be yeah and then and then he spends the rest of the scene uh refreshing the page after he sent a friend request to uh Rooney Mara's character yeah uh, so, so I, I think that that's that's a little bit it I think that this movie redeems him by just making him a lonely guy the the movie lands on and in interviews at the time Sorkin you know being an old man who doesn't fully understand the internet but uh-huh. does a yeah. pretty decent job with it here but mm-hmm. basically where he landed was that Zuckerberg was pathetic and didn't mm-hmm. really land yeah. on him being dangerous yeah. which is what right a sequel but, would have to kind of reckon with but I, I mean, think that this entire movie is about how when you're so pathetic you're so petty you're so like hurt that you have to like ex- exhort your power. It just like only hurts more and more you people don't the more powerful you get. Stop. Yeah. You don't stop ever. Yeah. You just keep going. And, and if the movie had been released five years like, later, or mm-hmm. actually I probably waited, would have waited like eh, seven years post 2016. Um, I, I think it would have ended with him less pathetic and him more dangerous. 
dangerous, but there yeah. is the temptation to make him mustache twirly, which he's not either. Like, no, that's the not. thing. You can't make any of these stupid he's nerd like actually, fuck billionaires mustache twirly because they're not. That. They're much more complicated. I mean, not. I don't want to just call everyone complicated because everyone yes. is complicated in various ways. But right. like they their thing isn't that I'm evil and I want to do evil. It's that like I was a nerdy kid and I have my own, my own ideas of how the world works and I want to make everyone fit into my ideas of how the world works. I've been a nerd forever and now I have enough money that anybody will fuck me. Like there so, is an element of that to, to it as well. To me, what the ending does, because it, it does make him seem small and pathetic, but like yes. m- more specifically, I think when you... Like Rooney Mara's character is barely in this movie. She's in two scenes and then her profile pictures at the very end. Yeah. And so to, but she has the opening scene and it's an incredible scene. She's so good in the movie. Really, really sets the stakes Mm -hmm. of the, like most of the movie. And her line where it's like uh, something to the effect of like, girls aren't going to like you and you're going to think it's because you're a nerd, but it's not. It's because you're an asshole. That sort of like sets the tone for like, that's what this movie is about. And, uh, it, to me, the the ending, that final scene, that friend request scene, is like, kind of like, fit, just finishing up that arc uh, in a really cool way. Where it's like, because in a way, him going off and making face mash, which ended up eventually inspiring Facebook, uh, felt like a loaded way to like prove that he's the shit to mm-hmm. her. Yes, and then at the end of the day he's got like all this stuff going on he's got all this all the money he could ever need and to think it's probably a a a small fraction of what he's got now what he had Mm -hmm. in 2010 um but he's still not happy and he still needs her like acceptance (laughs) yeah it's still still the one girl it's not like he's like lived a full life and like met other people it's like no it's still this one specific girl it still bothers him yeah it bothers him that she thinks he's an asshole Right. Uh, and and that's what the Rashida Jones line is echoing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily yeah. saying the opposite of it. I mean, maybe that was Sorkin's intent was it for it to be the opposite, but I don't read mm-hmm. it as that. It's more of, okay, so she pegged you as an asshole, which is not incorrect, but you were putting on the persona of an yeah. asshole because mm-hmm. that's what you thought you had to do to be big and important. Right. Which I think... Yeah. It's I don't know. This movie's yeah. good. It's, it's got good. a lot. It's got a lot. It's got to a it. lot of layers, and all. But also, like Sorkin's dialogue is just like there's so many iconic scenes. Um, oh, so many. The dialogue is just so sharp that like every every conversation and every scene has like some like really like standout moment or line. The I I remember the like you only have whatever percent of my attention. The other yeah <laughs> like yeah you have the minimum amount of my attention mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. what you deserve yeah yes. yeah like i remember that's that kind the of most stuff. like arrogant like to paint a picture of like an arrogant asshole like that scene is written perfectly yeah you have I think the all minimal the, amount yep mm. i think all the deposition stuff or, or, or like the mediation and stuff i think all of that those scenes are so good i think yeah. like the Sean Parker scenes are really good. And like Eduardo's instant like distrust of Sean Parker and Zuckerberg being yeah. like fully like wowed by him instantly, <laughs> which like 
when I first watched this movie, I was like, oh yeah, like I guess this is the cool guy. Maybe he knows what's up. But this time watching it, you like, yeah, he's like watching it at twenty seven. Like, yeah, yeah, watching totally it at twenty. Leech, you know? Yes, watching it at twenty seven as opposed to you know seventeen. I didn't realize how pathetic it was for Sean Parker to wake up in the bedroom of a college girl. Yeah. You know, like he yeah, is an adult. <laughs> so he wakes up in a college girl's dorm room. Dakota he like Johnson though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I didn't. Uh... I mean, she's a college student, Cody. <laughs> you are now also 27. <laughs> yeah, but it's Dakota Johnson who is my age and I can't think about that scene too much. <laughs> it's man. good, and she is good in it um, for a variety of reasons. I love Dakota Johnson. I She's think great. I've said that on this podcast before. I think she is. I a think smoke we'll talk show. about her again. And she's uh, a great actress for the twenty. Oh, we're not doing that. Oh well, shoot. <laughs> are, are, are we trying to play BP alumni? No, not yet. Um, but. Um, Bad times yeah. at the Air Royale, though. I'd love to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, we've already talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, that's the thing the we pickies. did for Pickies. And probably um, the Megaplex. Yeah, and the Megaplex. Megaplex. Um, I got distracted by Dakota Johnson. What were we talking about? It's not the first time. How pathetic that. Sean Parker is. Uh, yeah, a, be, because he, yeah. he always he, he's like talking shit the whole time, and it's like, oh, but his companies aren't. Mm-hmm like doing well and so stuff like that. Aaron Sorkin is a talented screenwriter obviously mm-hmm. like we know he he does his master class we know yeah. we know mm-hmm. he does his thing very well um and what struck me this time that I probably didn't pick up on in 2010 when I was 11 years younger mm-hmm. uh was how well Sean Parker is written in that like all of his dialogue when he's like wowing Zuckerberg, he's essentially saying nothing. Yes. Like he's saying all these buzzwordy things of like, oh, we just, we just got to think big. We got to do, we got to mm-hmm. do big, you know, yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's saying nothing. Uh, he's like, oh, you got to get out here. You got to get out here. And then mm-hmm. you have Zuckerberg echo that exact same line of like, yes. this is where the action yes. is. Zuckerberg but it's picks like, up on so much of what Sean Parker does and kind yeah. of like uh-huh. just tries, he obviously looks up to this guy because he's successful yeah. from a tech company well, when in reality he's not successful but, but he he's, disrupted but he's the cool. music industry he's, he's doing cool, cool. He, he he's doing cool. he's doing the thing that all those fucking startup dudes want to do which is disrupt and eduardo has to be the realistic of like if we're gonna fucking do this we have to make money but the, yeah. where does it come from the and they're all focused on being cool and the guess thing what is facebook that... has ads now so eduardo yep, eduardo was yeah, right but <laughs> also at, at the time it's not like it's not like the way that they did it didn't work because it's hey, facebook yeah. did fine like, yeah, it did fine like i don't know if if Facebook had been more successful faster, or like made money faster, you know, I don't know if Facebook would, would be what it is. If it, well, I'm not talking about the actual business strategy. Did. I'm talking more <laughs> like, like he, he, he's falling for Sean Parker's coolness yes. rather yeah. than like logically thinking about the approach. And like, maybe mm-hmm. Sean was right about that, but I also think it's very interesting to cast a musician to play Sean Parker when like so many oh, musicians really were pissed at him. I, I never even considered that, but yeah, that's a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because JT think, probably like lost some money for a bit because uh, of Sean Parker. I, I think JT does fairly well in it as, as Sean Parker. I think him being I, that yeah. kind of 
I probably would have cast someone else if I'm honest, but uh, I think someone else would have been good. But I think that mm-hmm. JT is is good. I mean, he's playing like a you know not an exaggerated version of JT, but like he's playing a celebrity. Yeah, who is is being celebrity ish, and I think that you can cast a celebrity. As I if I were to recast a little one person, oh, it, it would, would be, be him. him. Like if if he's the only, he's not even like a weak link. I think he's just like I the would, weakest I would, link of. I would recast the main cast. song. I love like Brenda's song. No, I, don't I think, think she's, she's so. I think she's, she's so good. It's also distracting to me that she's Brenda's song. Uh, well, that's distracting it, it to us. Definitely distracting to me in 2010 that it was Brenda's yeah. song because it was like, oh, I know that person. Oh, it's London Tipton. <laughs> yeah. The, what the, are you o- doing here? the other girl is from a Nick show as well, um, or is from a Nick show. Uh, yeah. The the other girl who like goes with Mark instead mm-hmm. of. It's um, a weird from scene a, when they're like back to back in the. Uh, yeah. stalls getting blowjobs yeah. college man um that was not my, not not my, my college experience. Uh, experience. No, but, but, i did but not J- hook up with brenda song in a bathroom stall jt is almost a distracting thing in the movie which i think is the point and why it works like sean should mm. feel kind of distracting and like a celebrity presence when he comes in yeah it works for me um and he shows up like exactly halfway through, so yeah. you know, like you fully understand the, like the idea of what's happened. Like the Facebook is fully formed by the time he shows up, and then he right. latches on and turns it into something darker. I think the cast of this whole movie is so good. Jesse Eisenberg yes. as Mark Zuckerberg, holy fuck, was yeah. nominated for best actor deservedly. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll get into the actual noms later, but. Um, Andrew Garfield, who I had not seen in anything at this point, so good in this movie. This movie gets him Spider Man. (laughs) Um, Andrew Garfield was like a theater guy before this, yeah, which makes Mm. sense. I mean, he's doing a Lin Manuel Miranda movie this year, um, yeah, and maybe a Spider Man movie, but we don't know. Um, he's doing a Lin Manuel Miranda movie, yep, tick tick boom for Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah, man, Lin's like the lead of that movie. Lynn's having a that or just massive. Lynn is directing it. Lynn was the supposed guy, to have this year, this year, last year, right? Uh, Lynn so. was and Lynn was, was kind of supposed to have two years, and it all got stuffed into. So Hamilton well, Ham- came out last year. Was supposed mm-hmm. yeah. to come out this year. In the Heights was supposed to come out last year. Tick, Tick, Boom, I think, was always going to come out this year. Vivo, I think, might have been 2021. Encanto was always supposed to be 2022. So all of those were, like, it was supposed to be, like, a two-year. supposed to be, like, a three-year. Does he have all the music in another Disney movie coming out soon or something Encanto. Right, so he does does all the music for Sony Picture Animation's Vivo. And then he does the music for... um, Disney's Encanto. Do we have a trailer for Encanto yet? I don't no, think I've not. seen it. Okay. We do not. I also wouldn't be surprised if Lynn is involved with a Moana TV show. So, like, he's not mm. going anywhere. We're, we're going to get at the very least, he'll a lot of- probably earn money off of that show from like some kind of producer something. role yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, Andrew Garfield's the lead of that. So, that'll be pretty interesting. And Andrew Garfield is in. Eyes of Tammy Faye and there's probably in a Spider-Man movie. So Andrew's going to have a really big year this year. Um, Andrew should have a big year every year. He's like the best. He's good. Uh, Silence should have been his big year. Yep. He's very good Um, in that movie. 
Rooney Mara, we've talked about. She's incredible in her scene. I think Rashida Jones does exactly what she needs to and is good. Um, the Tim. Oh, no, we shouldn't talk about that because that'll be alumni. <laughs> there, there's somebody yes. who pops up who is fun. Do you want to go ahead and call it? No, no, no. We'll wait. Okay. Uh, I'll just call out the big people in this because that one's unfair. Um and then, I mean, Dakota Johnson. I mean, Army great. Hammer, who we're kind of talking around. Um, Arm- but he's good. Army Hammer is good in this movie. Um, I think playing the entitled douchebag Harvard guy is uh, yeah. perfect casting. It's yeah. like that and uh, Sorry to Bother You are like some of the perfect castings for him. Like yeah. insane, coked out, maniac, rich guy. Mm-hmm. And then har- privileged Harvard kid. Like those are two things he yeah. can do really well. <laughs> He was supposed like, to be in, Batman. In super entitled. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be good in Batman too. Yeah, he was supposed to be Batman and George but Miller. Probably Justice let's not League. cast him in anything if he's eating people. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. It's a, I said it's if he's eating pass. people, let's not cast him in anything. Especially I Batman. I don't think he's eating people. I think he's doing actual shit. I'm things. pretty think, convinced he's consumed. I, blood and flesh i think we got fixated on that part of the story and kind of are ignoring the rest of the actual like real bad things he did for instead of the uh he he, he has consumed blood and flesh i'm i'm convinced okay. i think it's stupid to fixate on that stuff when he's done actually like harmful things Regardless, um, not a great guy not a great guy um but this like how do you dismount out of that um he turned lakeith stanfield into a horse yes he does i feel like we've we've talked plenty about fincher or sorkin but not enough about fincher although i guess we kind of started with him well let's talk about finch because this does not feel like a finch movie on first uh on first glance because you're like where's the crime and it's like well it is a court case uh-huh. And it's also like I don't know. I, I we're kind of getting into like the feeling of like suspense and like like it feels yeah. like you're going into a thriller with the uh, with that like opening sequence of him walking back to his dorm to create face mash. Like and it kind of carries throughout this like feeling mm-hmm. of uh, the sequence dread the- and like evil being or like not like evil evil like you know conjuring the devil made me do it sure. evil but evil in the sense of like greed leading zuckerberg down a a a bad and like evil path greed and obsession is like a a big thing for fincher yes and i think another one of those those seven deadly sins and i think another big thing for fincher not in all of his movies but in a lot of them is kind of an interrogation of masculinity which this is in its own Mm. way this is in like the alpha males of it's like a very very modern type of person but like behaving like the guy in there will be blood where it's like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just like consuming everything in the path to power right you know like fight club's very much about masculinity gone girl is in a lot of ways um and then the other ones are um you know there's a lot of uh, we, we we you forget about benjamin button which has no crime it's just uh, David Fincher's Forrest Gump. Oh, it's the, the Benjamin Button is before like, this. Benjamin Button is before it's this. It's two before this because is, Girl with Dragon Tattoo is before this. That's crazy. No, it is not. No, it is not. He cast oh, no, it's the Mara. other way around. Yes, yeah. he cast Rooney Mara in that mm-hmm. because of this movie. Um, That's a good movie. David Fincher. They're all good movies. When Alien is he 3. bad? 
not that bad. When is David Fincher bad? Mank's a little boring, but I like Mank. It's fine. I, like yeah, I think that I feel like you're you're talking like uh, uh, I keep calling him Aaron. David Fincher is like a crime movie director when he's made a horror movie that's alien, a like a period piece, like uh, fantastical drama. Um, of, but he's done Seven, The Game, Zodiac, yeah, Manhunter, like House of Cards. You know, like there's still all that stuff. Um, yeah, but I don't think I think that that is one side of him. Yeah, um, but he also does a lot of like weird dramas. I get pissed. I get pissed every time I think about the fact that his, I mean, he is notorious for taking forever to do projects and then not doing them. But like that motherfucker was supposed to make 20,000 leagues under the sea. What the fuck? Why aren't we getting that? That sounds good. I'm so mad. Sounds weird, but I'm into it. Making it for Disney. David Fincher making a Disney film. Yeah, do it. And he's like, I would, but I think the problem was Fincher. They were like, okay, you want to put this fucking thing underwater and you're going to do 9 billion takes? I just <laughs> do not know if we have the money for it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would be so into that. Yeah, I love David Fincher. He's he's the bomb. He's great. M- maybe he's my favorite director. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think Spielberg director. is your favorite. Problem is, there's so many Spielberg movies I don't like. Yeah, but uh, I think the highs are high enough that he's. And the percentages, I mean, he's yeah. probably a, pr- a pretty good percentage. Brad Bird's pretty close. I would say Brad Bird, Fincher, Spielberg are all on my Mount Rushmore. You know, we're going to talk I'm... about a Brad Bird movie soon, aren't we? I don't know. Are we? Uh, are we? What will we? Oh yeah, maybe we yeah. are. Yeah, we are, Chad. Impossible. Um. Oh yeah, maybe. I think. I think for all sure. of us. I maybe. think me and Chad both were like, "Did we figure out a reason why to cover Tomorrowland?" <laughs> that sounds like us, but I don't know. Um, Tomorrowland, the, good. The good one. It is uh, a good movie. Oh, Tomorrowland that's... is good. <laughs> Tomorrowland's. You know very what? Good. Tomorrowland's my favorite film of <laughs> of twenty fifteen. Came out. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Can't think Your of another favorite movie in the year movies. of Force Awakens and Mad Max. Um, Tomorrowland's my pick. Tomorrowland. Just to spite you. Tomorrowland, fucking good. Anyway, it's fun. It's a good. It's movie. good. Yeah, it's good. The premise is like, what if the future happened? I don't know. <laughs> it's good. What? I I don't stand by this take. <laughs> no, it is. It's about it's like, fine. Our, like our idea of retrofuturism happened because all these people like left and created it, but they also left Earth to its own devices. I don't know. It's cool. Tomorrowland's good. I like all the robot deaths. Isn't that the plot of Atlas Shrugged? <laughs> Maybe. Pretty sure Atlas Shrugged is about shit? a bunch of billionaires. No, I I haven't read it either. I just I think the plot is a bunch of billionaires. I'm waiting until I'm waiting to, to their own corner of the world and be Atlas Shrugged. More till... like I Shrugged for trying to read this stupid book. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting until Snyder directs it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the he's doing Fountainhead, um, which right. no, he's not, but he was going to. Um. Hey, what are final clubs? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay, I, I, thank you. I, yeah, I think <laughs> Spider-Man got into one in this movie, but I I don't know. They're they're just they're just fancy elitist fraternities. Because okay. they kept talking about final club, and I was like, I kind of don't know what the fuck this means. It's like some Harvard bullshit. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, I don't 
know if I have anything else about this movie. I mean, there's the the digital doubling, which you can't really see the special effects in this movie, even just, though it has so much yeah, special effects. It's really in great. It. Also, do you know who the the guy who was um the digital double was? Some rando. I saw him on TikTok. He, uh, this is now the official beginning of Cape Check. What what uh, movie is he in? Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know who it is. Uh, it's Josh Pence. Josh Pence. Well, it's not Josh Peck. So he's young Ra's al Ghul in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's uh, yeah. really funny. Uh, what okay, other so games are there? Well, we got Lex Jack. Luthor. Uh, got Lex Luthor. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, we've, we've got, got Spider Man. We've got the amazing Spider Man. <laughs> we do um, have Spider Man. Yes. We have Brenda's song was Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Is that a superhero? I I would say yes. I counted it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't count it, but I said uh no unless Wendy Wu or Wizards or That's a Raven or Phil the Future, all of which are like sci-fi e shows. I think yeah. Wendy Wu counts. She stops an evil force. Like that's superheroes. And she uses would, like I... mystical kung fu, right? Yeah. 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 I think Lisbeth Salander like is a vigilante. I doubt you counted that, but um, I, no. you could make that argument. Also, so, I, 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 to be fair, I put no for Brenda Song, but included some ones that you might have <laughs> you might have made work. So Rooney Mara Who is she else? in a superhero thing? Yeah. See, I was just doing the Lisbeth Salander for her. But, oh okay. no, I didn't count her. But I mean, her sister is Invisible Woman. That doesn't count. But that doesn't uh, count. Justin Timberlake is not in a superhero oh, thing. I also, I Cody, you mentioned Justice League Murder Oral. I counted that. You should have. <laughs> I did. It didn't happen. Oh, Army Hammer is in Justice Lone League Ranger, Mortal. which is... I didn't count Lone Ranger. Mm, I kind of think you should have. It's not a superhero. Superheroes, superheroes, not a superhero. Superheroes when it uh, exists without Lone Ranger is the thing. I mean, they oh, wouldn't yeah. exist without any cowboys. I'm not going to count cowboys. Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger is like a specific thing. I mean, he is a okay, vigilante well, in the Old West. Should I count uh, Jimmy Harry? No, <laughs> no. But Lone Ranger he it, does not wear a cape, and this is called cape check. So he, he wears not the a, mask. He's not a he superhero. Wears the mask. There's nothing supernatural. He wears the mask. I wouldn't count Zoro either. In I don't fact, know. Tonto, I think in the past, Tonto I does uh, revive uh, him from the death, so that is supernatural i fully i think i like whatever who cares i think i would make the argument that lone ranger is a superhero and if you made a lone ranger movie now well that wasn't that one army <laughs> hammer has already superhero. been counted for justice league portals so which is okay, cool. baloney so um, i don't I know if anybody else because i don't think dakota has been in a superhero movie Oh, has Caleb Landry Jones been in a superhero thing? He was yes, barely in this movie. He's in X-Men First Class. He's Banshee. That's right. Yep. There, there we go. go. Is that yep. it? Um, I had Rashida Jones for Spies and Dick Skies, but that doesn't count. I'm deciding that that's, yeah, that's a spy. If Lone Ranger doesn't count. <laughs> um, Joseph Mazzello and John Getz. Um, Don't know who either of these men are. Joseph Mazzello is Tim from Jurassic Park. He's yes. the little boy from oh, Jurassic so. Park, and he plays one of um, Mark's alumni, friend. Then. Yeah, he's one of Mark's friends who is doing the coding with him. Uh, I Caleb Landry Jones is also movies. BP alumni. He was barely in uh, No Country for Old Men. You're skipping ahead. We're not done with superheroes yet. Okay. Well, I thought we were done. No. Um, there's one more. It's it's John Getz, who well, was in 
he was i don't know he's like a adventure guy he's in seven so um, no hold on what was uh, just what is oh he's in G.I. joe retaliation <laughs> that's not a okay. superhero movie no it is 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 um okay john, john Getz Getz. plays Cy, and he's in uh seven well if he's I in seven look, that's so, another so, so there goes your your alumni i don't know why i gave that away to you um, john Getz. i just want to look at him John gets. Oh God, he could have been in anything. <laughs> I really could not tell you who he plays in this movie. <laughs> He's the lawyer. Okay, okay. He's the lawyer. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any face. of these movies. Is it movies or TV? Actually, there are one movie, one TV, and one TV movie. I bet he's like in the Flash. Guys, some shit. Did you no, hear me right say? Universe. Did Actually, you hear not me say? The right universe, right? Did you but, hear me um, say John gets these yes, nuts on his face? But I'm yeah. focused on no. something else. Okay. Um, he's in the television show Prison Break, is what it says on these images. Um, yes. I don't know. I give up. He's in superhero movie. Fuck. And Doom Patrol in Xenon the sequel. Okay, he's in Doom Patrol. Xenon is not a superhero. She's just a girl who Xenon lives is. in the future. Okay. Okay, and then we've done all of our alumni, right? We accidentally covered uh, all of those. No. Okay, let's try again. So Joseph Mazzelio, um, John Getz, um, is- Caleb La- Laundry Bag. <laughs> um, uh, Caleb Laundry. Caleb is in what? Is uh, in, uh, no Country, no country for Men. Okay, I blame Cody for not including that. Yeah. We've uh, got... Justin that may Timberlake be has not been in anything yet, but he will be in something coming up. So keep a pin in that. He's uh, on the list. He's an inside Lewin Davis. Your your pick. For oh right, <laughs> right. Um, we are missing one. Who actually would... two? Because it's so many young people that I'm like, yeah. who the fuck. We have. In? Yeah. Are you it, oh, okay? It, well, fin- of... I mean Fincher. Fincher. Fincher's one of them. Okay, Fincher, yeah, one. Fincher. We haven't done a solo um, movie yet, have we? I guess not. No. Huh. No. Uh, Kevin Spacey produced this movie and he was in American Beauty. Doesn't count. Okay. Thank um, goodness. he was in one of Chad's movies from the early 2000s. One of Chad's movies from early or 2000s. Late, maybe mid 2000s. We didn't talk about the fact that Aaron Sorkin is an actor in this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird. Don't like it's it. It's weird. I mean, it's not a bad scene, but it is kind of like, wait, what? What are you doing? Yeah, you don't do that. I give up. I don't know, Mark. It's Jesse Eisenberg from Noah and the Whale. Oh, the squid in the whale. Squid in the whale. Yeah, squid in the whale. <laughs> yeah, you're Literally right. We, we fully did talk about Jesse Eisenberg before. All right. My bad. My B, y'all. My B. It's just like, that's just super early Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's do some of our other wrap-ups. This movie made a fuck ton of money on a $39 million budget and made $224.9 million. Whoa! Yep. It's got 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.3 on Letterboxd, which seems way too low, IMHO. Uh, it was nominated at the Oscars for Picture, Director, Actor, Cinematography, Sound Mixing. Let's take a break real quick and say which ones were mad that this movie didn't win. I will go first. Picture, Director, Actor, <laughs> Cinematography, maybe Sound Mixing and could have gone um, to somebody else. I'd have to see what they were who the other actors were. We'll talk about this in the actual Oscar episode, but mm, yeah. I, I am mad about picture. I am actually mad I'm about mad picture. about picture. I'm mad about director because when is Fincher going to get director? I mean, hopefully he has a long career ahead of him. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> hopefully he has a long career ahead of him as he has no movies announced in production and no TV shows I mean, announced in production. Mank was announced like one year before it what hit Isn't Netflix. Mindhunter getting another season? And it it no. absolutely Where famously is, is my not. Mindhunter. I need my Mindhunter. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was. <laughs> no, we, we are just mad that it isn't because it's okay. such a good show. I think that show rules. Um, I really like the second season a lot. Yeah, it asks the question. It's a great show. What if uh what, what if, if Christoph, the minds we should have hunted were inside of our sons? What if Christoph and the girl from French <laughs> solved crimes? Um I do like fringe. Speaking of fringe, producing... Walter from Fringe was in The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, he was playing. He's okay. Hmm. Fincher is producing a TV prequel to Chinatown. Seems that cool. doesn't seem the best. Yeah. Also, he produced that, t- that uh, Netflix animated show, Love, Sex, Robots. Okay. Fincher's directing a movie that is a crime action drama starring Michael Fis- Fassbender called The Killer. So that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, look, it all sounds good. Yeah, that Sign sounds pretty good. Um the people who are writing it have basically just written video games. Oh, Uh-oh. and it's it's a it, no, it's a writer of video games, and then a writer of Seven, Sleepy Hollow, The Wolfman. So, like, I don't know, I'm into it. Um, okay, so Oscars that the movie won, um, adapted screenplay, getting Sorkin his first Oscar mark. Um, I don't I think know. so. Uh, he might have won for all uh, 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 a few, a good, few men. good men. Good he might have won for that actually. He probably right. got nominated for that. I think he got nominated and didn't win. Few good men. I need to rewatch, knowing it was Sorkin, because when I watched that movie, I watched it like in high school. Or um, no, and didn't know this was. So he won for this, and then nominated for Moneyball Molly's Game Trial of the Chicago Seven. He was not even nominated, nominated for. for that's like a no. famous. I wonder if he got a Tony nomination for that though. Right, because it was. I mean, a I've not even seen a few wrote. good men, and I know mm-hmm. like the iconic like right. exchange. You know, <laughs> he wrote "You Can't Handle the Truth." Like, I mean, that's it. Did not even get a nomination for "You Can't Handle the Truth." That's insane. Oh, he, he has Tony nominations now for "To Kill a Mockingbird," but not for a few good men. What the fuck? <laughs> Literally, what the fuck? Okay. Well, the premise of this podcast is that so often the Academy is wrong. So I think it's, sure. we can yeah. be mad about yeah. that. That's Academy, uh, the Academy is very often late to the party. But yeah. I am Which glad I feel that like our Sorkin has not really been around long enough to highlight that. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that Sorkin won for this instead of him winning a makeup for not winning this, you know, because that is often the Oscar mm. thing. They don't necessarily win it for the well, movie. This is probably up. his makeup for not even being nominated for a few good man, honestly. Probably a bit, yeah. but I rather it's also he... a good movie. You know? Yes. I, 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 like I, I'm glad revenant. he didn't I'm glad he didn't well, win it for a trial of Chicago Seven. You know what I mean? Like even though I liked that movie, you know, I think the writing wins uh would have been better. Um Moneyball's an interesting one because that movie is Sorkin, but then you watch the movie and you can't really see the Sorkin. He in co-wrote it. that movie. He, yeah, he, he, he like did a dialogue pass on that movie. I feel like. Yeah, it's 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 really strange. You don't really feel the Sorkin in it. Um, this movie also won Best Drama, Screenplay, and Director at the Globes. So it seemed like the front runner going in. Yeah. Um, and um, then the King's Speech. 
kind of snuck up. I really don't know what the narrative was there. Those, those um, dang Brits. I don't really know either. I remember uh, being a fan at the time. I remember like, I feel like I knew that King's Speech would win it the whole time, but that also might have just been because that was the only one I'd watched at the time. I was fully rooting for Social Network. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fully. But we all love Tom Hooper. It's not like he could uh, do anything wrong or direct any kind of bad movies. I don't know what you're talking about. Cats, you dipshit. We got a Tom Hooper movie coming up. That's my pick. Yeah, I know. Dude. I was trying to see if King's Speech was a Harvey, but it does not seem to it, be. So. I think it was. It doesn't seem to be. Hmm. Weird. Well, we'll find out. We'll is find it out. better than uh, Nothing, which is what it's currently going up against? Yeah, Social Network better than Nothing. I uh, think so. Yes, yeah, I'd rather watch Quite this movie than watch Nothing for two hours. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is better than Nothing. You know, it I will say that's not that. true of all movies. Well, no, it's true of most movies, to be honest I, with you. It's, it's, it's true of like no. 95% so, of movies for me. Speaking of Harvey, uh, that Burn Hollywood Burn is Yeah, which made us stop doing rather, the Razzies. I would rather watch nothing. Yes, yeah. The movie that killed the Razzies on yes. Best Pictures. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So, yeah, it was definitely the best. Um, yeah, best so far. Hey, guys, tell people yeah. where they can find you and uh, movies you're looking forward to in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Mark, why don't you take it? Oh, yeah. Why, thank you. Because the, the choice of what I'm looking forward to is quite easy. And I was worried that I wouldn't get the first pick. But you can this is where me. I get fucked because I always set up this segment. So, therefore, I tend to go last. And so I always have to find the third movie, which doesn't always work well. You can go second. Here. You can go second um, here. I'll, I'll toss it to you second, Cody. Okay. Um, but now I feel bad for Chad. Don't feel bad. I, I, gotta, I gotta figure something out. I got <laughs> I got at least three movies I'm looking forward to on this list. So um, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I can go ahead and guarantee you what Cody's gonna say. Uh, you can find me at Wallington Mark on all platforms: Letterbox, Twitter, Instagram, um, other platforms that I'm not remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to F9, Fast Nine, <laughs> Furious Nine, um, uh-huh. Nine Fast Nine Furious as uh-huh. they call it um space drift now it's called call f9 it. the f- it's called the fast f9 the fast saga is its name that's just that's... fast and furious it's cleaner I no feel like that's I, four that's number four i know <laughs> that's four I, I do love that they're all wildly different things and it kind of makes me sad that they've just kind of resorted to fast or furious or a letter now um, no mark you can't say that when the last one was called Fate, Fate of the Furious. Oh, yeah, that was. The thing is that I, whenever Wild. they're announced, I'm like, I don't like this name. Then I watch the movie and I'm like, it's a good name. It's a good movie. name. Because, and it's also fucked up sometimes because Six is Fast and Furious Six, right? That is yeah. its name. In the movie, when the title comes up, it just says Furious Six, but yeah. its actual name is Fast and Furious Six. What is going on? I with think that it's franchise, because they man. wanted to do Fast Five and Furious Six as a pair, mm-hmm. but then they chickened out. And then they did Furious Seven, so it's like five and seven are actually two uh, two better movies than six. So I'll take it. Um, like anyway, six I'm looking lot. forward to the movie. Six is good. Six is maybe the third best. I, I think five, six, and seven are like a perfect like five, six, and seven middle trio franchise. Like Cody, do your, do your thing. What are you? Cody, what are your uh, question? Uh, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. You need to follow this show at WePickPicks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S. 
Um, you should also listen to We Need to Talk About Spider-Man, where we will be talking about the amazing Spider-Man with Mark at the end of this Who? month. Wait, who's your guest? It is Mark Watlington. And Me? wow, we maybe should do this show weekly because the amount of news that is stacking up for us to discuss in that episode is becoming almost too much. Uh, I am looking forward to Pixar's Luca, which is unfairly being punted solely to Disney Plus and is not even being a Disney premiere access, which kind of bums me out. But it is playing El El Capitan for a week, which means it will be Oscar eligible, which is good for our knowledge. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it looks awesome. It's two little fish boys in Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, And Sally Hawkins wants to have sex with them both. Nope. Incorrect. No, oh, no I thought that. that was a sequel to nope. it. Is not that. Oh, okay. Maybe she, maybe they're the kids. Maybe. Oh yeah. Well, maybe they're the maybe kids. So. I don't really know much about the plot, so um, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see uh, okay. what it is. Like you Pixar. can find me at Chad A Oliver on all social media platforms. It's Twitter and Instagram, uh, but Chad Austin Oliver on TikTok. That's right. I'm on TikTok. You can find my other podcast, Lord of the Ring Sentence, at L O T R Sentence, and you can listen to me wherever you know uh, you find podcasts. I have good guests like Mark Watlington and Cody Lunsford, uh, among others. Uh, by the I time been episode, asked back, so I don't you've know. Been how on more episodes I... than me, so you don't yeah, get to. It's complain. been a while since I've been asked. So I don't know. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we will be in the middle of two episodes with Leela Waits, a good friend of ours, uh, who's been on former podcasts of ours, yeah. uh, like uh, Mark and Cody Review the Entire Universe with Chad, uh, previously known as Mark and Cody Review the Entire Universe. Yeah, we had to end that podcast because we finished. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we reviewed everything. You know, we were just like, oh, we're done. The universe is expanding slowly, so... There's yeah, there's we more movies to, to cover. Yeah, we may have to um, drop back in. Which is why we're doing this. We were we we covered the entire universe apart from movies. And then what if we revived what if we revived an episode and it was like, all right, we're gonna get you the things we haven't. So uh all right, so Mark's picking coronavirus. <laughs> I guess I'm picking the the, the Trump presidency. <laughs> And then Chad has to pick the assault on the Capitol. I don't know. That's what we got. <laughs> Those are the three things. The only three things. Um or like the new M1 chip Max is uh is my thing. Yeah, you know, like, coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um the movie I'm looking forward to is uh Werewolves Within. Um, okay. Tell me about this one. It looks silly. It looks fun. You got Sam Richardson being like the sheriff of like a small town with werewolves. Oh, I haven't even like seen anything from this, but oh, I okay. that's actually good. Yeah, yeah. All right, this cast though. I like Sam Richardson. Mm-hmm. You got Miliana Vantrub. You got Cheyenne Jackson. You got Michaela Watkins. You have Harvey Gillen from What We Do in the Shadows. I like him. Yeah, I mean, it just looks really funny and really good. So it's from Josh Rubin. Do I know who that is? Scott Rudin's cousin. No, Ruben. BBB. They're cousins, not brothers. They have different last names. Mark thinks that's how it works. Um, But yeah, there was that movie. There's a movie that came out a couple years ago with Chance the Rapper in it called Slice. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought like, oh, that looks fun. And then I watched it and I didn't like it at all. A24 movie, produced that movie and just absolutely just hit it from the world. It, it was in theaters for one night. Yeah. One night. So Halloween night specifically, I think. Basically, this movie looks like the movie that I wish that movie had been. Uh, yeah. In a way, just like a, a campy, fun comedy, the horror combo. Um, Have you guys seen the it's thing? A, it's a werewolf who done it, guys. It's a yeah, werewolf who done it. Hey, I think it's the werewolf done it. Oh, okay, hold on. No, don't even get me started on this because there's that famous author who they won't release. His, who was the oh, author? Yeah. Remind me. It was. Oh, it was Hemingway. Yeah, yeah. Hemingway, Hemingway has, has a, werewolf a fucking whodunit. werewolf detective, like yeah. who done it story, and they yeah. won't release it. Well, you can watch this movie and maybe they'll scratch a little bit same. of that itch. It's probably Have the you guys same seen, thing. The, seen the Fear Street thing? The fact that they're doing three Fear Street what? movies. Yeah. yeah. Really like a, is it a trilogy or are they? It's a trilogy thing? within three weeks and it's like based on R.L. Stein stuff. And people say like it's kind of like Loki really, really good. Um, I'm really about excited this. about those movies. It's like Fear Street 1994, Fear Street 1970 something, and then Fear Street oh, 1666. Nope. I fully did hear about this, and it does yep. look good. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Sorry, that that comes out in a while. We'll talk about it later. But you talk about Werewolf with them made me think of it. Yeah. Um. So, hey, Mark, what's the best movie of 2010? Um, Social Network so far. Mm. So far. Mm-hmm. Chat. Awesome. Oh, uh, what's the best movie of 2010? Yeah, so my f- the the best film of 2010. Yeah, so is the Social Network. Uh, Cody, what is the best film of 2010 so far? The best film so far of 2010 is the Social Network. Remember, everyone, you signed the papers. You set me up. You're gonna blame me because you were the business head of the company and you made a bad business deal with your own company. This is gonna be like I'm not a part of Facebook. It won't be like you're not a part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. My name's on the masthead. You might want to check again. Just because I froze the account? Did you think we were going to let you parade around in your ridiculous suits pretending you were running this company? Sorry! My Prada's at the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip-flops, you pretentious douchebag. Security's here. You'll be leaving now. I'm not signing those papers. We'll get the signature. Tell me this isn't about me getting into the Phoenix. You did it. I knew you did it. You planted that story about the chicken. I didn't plant the story about the chicken. What's he talking about? You had me accused of animal cruelty. Seriously, what the hell's the chicken? And I'll bet what you hated the most was that they identified me as a co-founder of Facebook, which I am. You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. Next episode on Best Pictures, we are getting trippy and dancing around like ballerinas because we are watching Black Swan. It's available to stream on IMDb TV. Pro tip, find another way to watch it. (laughs) No, thank you. IMDb is owned by Amazon. Why can't it go on Prime? It is fundamentally so confusing that how they make those IMDb TV mails or deals. But yeah, if you want to watch um, 
black swan where commercials will appear in the middle of sentences watch it on imdb tv if not rent it on amazon or itunes if you want to enjoy it find movies yeah watch it elsewhere or buy it like i did